Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Is giving a flight review a one-size-fits-all, or what are some of the common pitfalls of pilots looking to just stay current? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com. You are listening to the CFI podcast, the certificated flight instructor podcast. So excited to have you all here uh, just today listening to this, a topic I'm very passionate about. And this topic, this podcast today is brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com. Check it out and learn more. Complete private instrument, commercial, soon to be CFI. We just finished the FOI portion. Flight instructor airplane portion's almost done. Moving into double I, moving into multi and MEI as well here very soon. A lot of great things coming out here. By the way, if you're a current CFI or aspiring CFI, we pay CFIs 30% of any business you send us on memberships, on books, whatever it may be. So email my wife. That would probably be the best one to email Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, at m0a.com and she can work to get you set up with that or at least point you in the right direction uh, with getting you set up for that as well. Man, I love doing flight reviews. Now, I say that, um, but I guess it does depend in a way. I love giving giving flight reviews to people who are really just excited about it as well. Because you're going to run into a clientele that, eh, this is just a formality. I just got to get this thing out of the way. Um, I'm really, you know, not too excited about doing it. I got to fly with this Jason guy and just get this thing done. All right, can we get this show on the road kind of thing? Then you deal with the other kind of people who are absolutely terrified and think the flight review is going to be like a check ride or something crazy, which it, well, it's whatever you make it, but it's not. We need to set the, our applicants, these students, um, at ease in this case. I look at a flight review as never a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. And I do a lot. Of, in fact, that's really a, a focus that I've been doing lately is flight reviews. When people ask me, Jason, are you taking on students? I mean... I would much rather send you guys the business right now. Um, M0A.com is just booming at such a rate that we can't hire people fast enough. We're growing so fast that me taking time to take on students is uh, would, would stifle that growth. So we're actually to the point now where if you are a CFI partner of ours, I just send the business your way, um, knowing that you're going to send us the ground school business. And my main focus is just doing flight reviews for friends. And I, I obviously keep the team here very, very proficient as well. Um, but that's really the extent of, of my flying right now. We went from you know well over 1,000 hours um, a year to really slowing down on that and focusing really on the ground instruction, really on the video content, as you know, and focus on flight reviews because I love the unique challenge every flight review brings. You see, it's a minimum of an hour ground, hour flight, but I really change the flight review around based on who I'm working with. Is this person an aircraft owner? Obviously, we're doing it in their aircraft, but I want to know what is their primary mission? What is their primary goal to get out of this? I do a flight review every every two years with a gentleman. He was actually in the movie very briefly flying again that we did. 
and um, not a rusty pilot. We just use some shots of him flying here because he lives out that good pilot. has always learned mantra. But he has a bonanza, and his main mission is he he flies from here to uh, uh, to I believe it's a Kansas uh, area out in the Midwest. And but he makes the same flight like two or three times a quarter. Um, and that's really the extent of his flying is this one cross country. So we talked that it's very easy to get complacent when you make the same flight every time. You know, you know when you're doing the same flight 12 to 14 times a year, he knows the next controller he's going to get passed to. He knows it, you know, he knows his fuel stops out and his fuel stops back. He knows if the wind is this much, he can he can go to this airport. He knows if the wind's this great, he should stop at this airport and get fuel instead. And just, he's done it so many times. He could fly it visually the thousand mile cross country that it is in his Bonanza. Just without a map almost. He just knows it so well. So people like that, when complacency can sneak in, I take the time to say, listen, Let's just do something different. Let's do the opposite of cross country. When's the last time you did slow flight steep turn stalls? And usually he goes, well, Jason, the last time you did my flight review. And although unfortunate, it's still great we're doing it at this point. When's the last time you shot a good approach down to minimums or, or at least had the foggles on down to minimums? And we go through these different line items to push them beyond their comfort zone a little bit on a flight review. and But that type of flight review is different when you're dealing with someone like himself who has thousands of hours, owns their own airplane, as opposed to someone else who maybe doesn't own their own airplane, rents from the flight school, is just trying to stay current, trying to stay proficient, and you know flies around with friends in the local area. This is their first flight review. The first flight review, you approach differently too. It's, man, let's let's see where we can brush up on some stuff. What I really like to focus on these flight reviews is all my flight reviews are kind of like a, a mini mock check ride, like oral exam. We'll normally fly somewhere for lunch, and that's when it's an hour of ground, an hour of flight. No one ever says what order you have to do it in. Oftentimes, we'll do a little, you know, just have a general conversation for 15, 20 minutes and, and chit-chat, hop in the airplane, go fly somewhere for 30, 45 minutes, land, grab lunch, chat over lunch. It's a conversation. I, I use the phrase like a mock check ride, and it, it can have that feel depending on the student, but really it's a conversation, learning more about them. Oh yeah, that's so interesting. You make that cross country. Show me how you flight plan for it. And they get out their iPad and they show me what they do. And I go, oh, have you ever thought about doing it this way? You see, this isn't an opportunity for, you know, I always say flight reviews. Yes, they are in a way pass-fail, but they're not pass-fail. There's more so like, hey, I can't sign you off today, but let's just do one more flight. Then I'll feel comfortable signing you off. It's not like you failed and I'll never fly with you again, right? Um, it, it's different than that. Let's have a conversation. Let's work through it. They want to learn as much as you're going to learn some great things as well. So do that like mini oral exam. Work through them with the flight planning. Because I promise you, how they flight planned for their check ride, which was probably pen and paper and manual E6B, and how they're flight planning now are exact opposites, right? Right? They may fall into that dirty trap of direct enter enter in a Garmin 430, or just, you know, this airport, this airport direct on four flight, which is fine. But they need to understand still how some of these numbers are derived, or why they choose this altitude over this altitude. 
Well, I don't know. Foreflight told me to. Well, okay. How do you think Foreflight came to choose that altitude? Show me the winds aloft chart. This is why they chose it because you get a better tailwind at this altitude instead of this altitude. But Foreflight doesn't know that this airspace is here and it's going to be hard to get cleared. Foreflight doesn't realize there's clouds here and your VFR. You got to explain these items, explain to them the limitations of the technology that's currently available. And on that note of technology, it's so important to share what's new. A lot of these guys and gals are doing this to just maintain currency. And man, have I said it a million times, so I won't harp on it too much, but you know, and this is actually a line item in the private pilot ACS now, that applicants understand the difference between currency and proficiency. And I love that the FAA is finally wording it that way and bringing this to light. We've been saying this for years. So if they stole it from us, I'm honored, let's say. I'm happy that they're, they're finally talking about this. The difference between being a current pilot and a proficient pilot. Because it's unfortunate sometimes that I've dealt with people and I, I no longer do their flight reviews. And I have to be always honest with them that when I look at their logbook and I go, oh, the last time you flew was with me 24 calendar months ago for your last flight review. You haven't flown since. Oh yeah, Jason, I'm just so busy. You were busy for two years? Like, I find that hard to believe. They're just trying to keep up with it, doing one flight. That's not enough because I've signed them off and I'm signing them off for two years. They are, in a way, my responsibility for the next two years. When you say it that way, you think a whole lot differently about signing people off for flight reviews sometimes, right? You wanna make sure it's done Right. I don't want someone who's just being a current pilot. I want someone who's a proficient pilot. But sometimes you can have a very proficient pilot who just isn't up to date on the latest changes in technology. When I'm dealing with aircraft owners, I often ask, hey, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, when are you thinking about doing your ADSB 2020 upgrade? Oh, well, you know, I'm still shopping. I'm waiting in the market. And I always try to encourage them. Let's, you know, you should really be budgeting for that. We should really get that done. Here's how I did mine. I used Apario and I got the Stratus and I spent this and got installed here and help them with those type of items and those decisions as well. Help them with the, the technology updates of everything. Did you know we got rid of world aeronautical charts? Oh yeah, the airport facilities directory. Well, it's not called that anymore. Now it's called a U.S. chart supplement. Did you know uh, FlightWatch went away and they're not? that's no longer a monitored... For, just all these little things. The new ELTs, I mean, we say that, but those are real old now, right? They're now old ELTs, but either way, we need to talk them through what's changed and what relates to them. What's changed just in the, in the airspace, the geography around, hey, maybe Verizon put a new cell phone antenna over here and it's, it's huge and it wasn't there last time you flew in this area. And we need to be aware of that. Update them on what's new, what's changed. The big thing, obviously, moving to ACS, everything being very scenario-based, as your flight review should be very scenario-based. And then work them through the basics. Because I guarantee, one, this is now moving to the flight portion, I guarantee for a lot of these guys and gals, the last time they did steep turn slow flight installs or any ground reference maneuvers was either their flight review 24 calendar months ago with you or whoever did it, or on their check ride. That's probably the last time they did it because people don't get their pilot certificate and go out and just beat up the practice area all day. I wish they did at least once a month, but that's not the case. That's a, that's a rare case and that's a fun flight review to do because you can really challenge somebody um, that way. But it's not always the case, right? So get them out there and practice these maneuvers. Just push them a little bit beyond their comfort zone. It, it makes them a better pilot. Challenge them with some landings. 
gone are the days, I've said this before, of just being thankful to be down on the pavement. It's got to be on center line. Every landing should have an aiming point, a point you're trying to hit on the runway. Give them some power off 180s. Give them some short field landings. Could you take them to a real soft field that you have permission to land at? That'd be huge because not many people get to land on a real grass field. These types of items. And then two, think of the standards they're being held to. They're still being held to private or commercial pilot standards, aren't they? Depending on what certificate levels they have. Or maybe they're pursuing a new certificate. You say, listen, I know you're not a commercial pilot yet, but I know you want to be and you're going to start your training here soon. Let's do steep turns and I'm going to hold you to those commercial pilot standards. Ooh, and by the way, I'm going to show you Shandells and Lazy 8s real quick and we're going to practice those real quick. I'm not expecting perfection because this is brand new to you, but when you actually start your commercial pilot training, you'll have somewhat of a clue what's going on because Lazy 8s are tough. These are the kind of fun things we can can do just beyond the regular flight review, beyond just an hour of ground and an hour flight. It's to help encourage these you know, flight review candidates to live out a good pilot is always learning, to know the difference between currency and proficiency. After all, that is what we're really after. And it starts with you guys. It starts with you all as our flight instructors. Aviation gets safer, one instructor at a time because you instill that in each student as you go. And and that's why I do this. This is my favorite podcast. I like the private pilot podcast. I like the instrument pilot podcast. I like the commercial pilot podcast, but I love doing the CFI podcast. Very passionate about teaching. I am loving, like right now we're in the process of filming our our CFI ground school. Our FOI course is like, uh, Uh, the whole CFI course is going to be like getting a doctorate and becoming a flight instructor. It's certainly more than you need to pass a knowledge test, FOI or flight instructor airplane, more than you need to pass the check ride. But um, it's geared towards these flight instructors who just want the absolute best. And the fact that you're listening to this tells me that you want to be the best instructor you can be to benefit your students the most. So I appreciate that. Uh, I'll keep you up to date as that CFI course finishes because it would benefit you greatly just to get you in there. Even if you're already a CFI, just to brush through it real quick. Um, It would be a huge benefit to you. So um, listen, thanks so much for all that you guys do for this industry. It is just wonderful. Can't wait to meet you one day at an air show, Sun and Fun Oshkosh, or maybe a seminar we host in your town. So enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning every day, guys. See ya.